Hey, this is Mike Brake, and I'm the pastor at Freedom Church in Los Alamos. I want to say thank you for stopping by our podcast today. We really do believe that you're only one step away from the relationship with God that you've been wanting. So I hope the message today gives you encouragement, gives you some vision so that you can take that next step towards freedom. Enjoy the message. I'm so thrilled and welcomed or excited to, ha- to welcome my wife, Rita, come and share with us at Freedom Church for the very first time uh, today. I get to see her um, day in and day out. I mean, she is gifted at singing. She is gifted at, at leading. She, during the week, um, works as a counselor, helping people um, deal with anger, deal with stress, deal with suicide, deal with whatever life issues going on in their, in their parenting, in their, in their marriage. Um, it does not matter. She takes it on. And what I love is I get to live with her and not always the counseling part of things, like you're like, ah, no, but she does a real good job of, of maintaining that balance. But she's so stinking smart, and she has this ability to, to get a word from God in the moment and be able to share it, where for me, if we have a conversation, I'll be like, I might have something in a week, maybe. And a lot of people are like, no, I need something now. And her gift, man, she can just get a word from God and do that. And so... Um, I'm excited to hear what she has to say because I think she has a word from God for each of us today. We're going to continue our series. So I'm going to hand it over. Give Rita a nice, warm round of applause as she leads us this morning. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I hope I can live up to that. Um, so before I get started, this preparing for this for the last couple weeks has given me a fresh perspective on uh, how difficult this is and that preparing a sermon is... Uh, no joke. So will you please help me thank Mike for doing this every week and not asking me to do it again. (laughs) Okay, so it is my privilege to share with you today on one of my favorite topics, anger. Yay! I love it because anger gets a really bad rep, but anger has a good message for us. It is often a message telling us something's wrong, something's jacked up here, and it needs to be addressed. So some of my favorite angry people are toddlers. Check this one out. She's mad because we said good morning. The next one, this guy's mad because I broke his cheese. It's (laughs) broke it in half. I can relate to this so much because I got told off by Jeremiah the other day for cutting his sausage in two small of bites. I was like, you need to go to your father where it is safer for you. This last chick, she's mad because she dropped the receipt we got from the gas station. (laughs) Well, unfortunately, toddlers are not the only people throwing tantrums. Adults are throwing tantrums as well. Take a look at this. So welcome to Anger Management, where my goal and my hope for us today is that we will not only learn to manage our anger, but truthfully, I hope that we are able to transform our anger. So the first time I realized that I had an anger problem, I was co-leading a dodgeball tournament for some teenagers. And there was this one kid, there's always that one kid, right? 
It used to be me. <laughs> I used to be that one kid. This kid is just pelting people. He is like taking it upon himself to be the bearer of bad news, like really picking on the smaller children. So I felt the need to intervene. And so I put myself in this game to play dodgeball with them. And I'm nailing this kid, left and right nailing this kid. He is straight up denying it. He's like, you didn't get me. You didn't get me. And my Klingon vein here is just like starting to pulse. And so what happened next, you may not be very proud of, but I was trying to hit him in the head. I really was. But thankfully, I'm a bad shot. So I nailed him right here. <laughs> and I can tell by the shock on his face that I had hit him. And he still looked right at me and was like, he didn't get me. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I excused myself from the game. Thankfully, I had enough composure that I went and sat down. And I'm just fuming on the sidelines. And the other teenagers come over to me. And they're like, Rita, come on. We need you. You're on our team. We need your help. And I'm like, you guys, I'm so, I'm so angry. <laughs> I can't. And they're like, come on, you could. I'm like, no, I want to hurt him. I literally want to hurt him. And I'm supposed to be a grown-up. And I'm still learning how. So I'm going to sit here until my grown-up skills come back on. <laughs> so the, the most amazing thing happened, though. Two or three of them sat down with me. They were like, I'm upset, too. And so we just took our tantrum time out. I wish that was an isolated event. But unfortunately, that was among many events for me that made me realize that I really had to start to evaluate my anger and what it is that I wanted to be known for. Because did I want to be known for a hothead? Did I want to be known for people who were scared to talk to? No. So when it comes to anger, we usually have a couple of styles, spewers and stewers. So the spewers like to express their anger. They feel very passionately about things. You might say they explode their anger, but we're going to say they express their anger. Proverbs 29, 11, a fool gives full vent to his anger, but a wise man holds it in check. Proverbs 14, 17, a quick-tempered person does foolish things. You guys, I am a spewer, and many of us are spewers in this room, and when frustration comes, we want to let it go. Let it go, let it go because it's going to feel so good, and I feel great. I really do, but then the people around me don't. They feel bad, they're hurt, and the collateral damage that I've caused from my spewing can go on for a very long time. Now, I don't want to leave out my stewers. Stewers like to suppress their anger. Psalms 32.3, when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. He's saying, when I pushed down my emotion, I destroyed my body. I destroyed it. You know, stewards have the exact same knockout, dragout fights that I do. You're, you just had it in your head. You told me off. You had an entire fight with me, and I wasn't even in the room. Then when I did walk in the room, and you are like this, I'm like, what I miss? What happened? So stewards can get confused because sometimes you think that you're um, showing self-control by suppressing the emotion, but two things are going to happen there. Number one, it, you're killing yourself. It's going to mess you up bad on the inside. And number two, it's coming out. It's coming out one way or another. Depression, rage, 
it's coming out. So a couple other signs that I want you to look out for. For am I angry? I'm not really sure. Here's a few signs. So if you constantly interrupt people when they're trying to talk to you, this could be a good sign of anger because you are too busy defending yourself. No matter what you say, I've got something ready for you. I'm not listening because I'm always preparing my answer. Number one, and the next one, you're quick to get offended. If you are easily offended, you are living on the wrong planet. It is, it is going to be a tough, tough time for you. And when we're angry, when we're still holding on to these past offenses, our emotional margin for anger is diminished so greatly. So if you're easily offended, that might be going on. Next, you're just waiting for others to screw up. You're just like, just give it some time. You're the first one there clapping when somebody's an idiot, right? Might be anger. The other one, here's my favorite. This is my go-to. If there's a constant conversation going on in your head, ooh, okay, so here's kind of what it looks like. I'm telling somebody off. I'm telling them like where to go, what to do when they get there. Then there's other people in this imagination story too, and they're like, yeah, that was a good point. Tell her that next. <laughs> anger, that's some anger. <laughs> Last, chances are somebody has told you, somebody has straight up told you, you are angry or you have some anger things going on, but you blew them off. And you know what, they did not come back because they lost a limb the first time they told you. So they're not about to tell you again. Being an angry Christian is an oxymoron. It should not be so. John 13, 35 says, by this everyone will know that you're my disciples if you post ugly Facebook rants about other people's sinful behavior. Or if you tell off the ref at a Little League soccer game. Or if you hold a grudge and let it leak out through your passive aggressive comments. No, it doesn't say that. It says, by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. It is dangerous how our anger impacts us, and it is dangerous how our actions misrepresent our loving God who is slow to anger. So it is my prayer today that we will place some boundaries around our anger and that we will also make some decisions to let some things go. Ephesians 4, 26, 27 says, be angry and do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger and don't give the devil an opportunity. So right away we can see it's okay to be angry. Anger, anger is not the problem. Our responses to anger is where we get into trouble. If we get a certain feeling and we just go off on that. But the problem with our feelings, and I'm a big proponent of feelings. I want to talk about them, I like them. But there's some issues with them. They're a pretty fickle thing, okay? You have them when you don't want to have them. You don't have them when you do want to have them. How many of you know what I'm talking about here? Okay, yeah, it's Sunday night. Some of you are feeling real motivated. You're like, tomorrow morning, this diet is on. I got this. I'm going to lose that 50 pounds. I can do this. I'm going to eat clean. Well, Monday morning, your coworker brought fresh pastries. I don't know how you, you're not really feeling it anymore, right? Or I feel like cleaning my house. I also feel like laying on the couch. So they, they can't really be trusted too much. 
We can't put a lot of stock in them. Feel them? Yes. Um, acknowledge them? Absolutely. But we can't act on them without some serious consideration. We need to be, um, you, you may not be able to control how you feel. I get that a lot. Well, I just can't control how I feel about this. I'll give you that. But you can control how you behave. You may not be able to control how you feel about something, but you can absolutely control what your response is going to be. I've learned that God is not necessarily going to change my feelings. You know, we'll just throw it up there. God, can you please? No, he's not, he's not necessarily going to change them, but what he will change is he changes me so that I can be stronger than those emotions and that I can keep myself in check. We need to be in touch with our feelings and take responsibility for them, but we cannot allow them to control us. How do we do that? <laughs> Turns out this was the hardest part to write because when it really comes down to it, how, how do we do this? That sounds great. I have the best intentions. I'm feeling very strong about this, but how do I do it? Um, James 1, 19 to 20 says, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry, because the anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. So I came up with this acronym to help you, give you some tools, and hopefully there's some tools in here that you can use in your everyday life. So it's stop with an exclamation point, because I came up with two things at the end that really needed to be in there. <laughs> and so S is slow down, slow down. You've gotta catch yourself, okay? People are like, oh, I'm just zero to 60, I'm just a hothead, I'm there before I know it. Okay, yes, I believe you, but you need to be able to answer this question. I need to be able to answer this question. What does your anger look like at a level four? On a scale of one to 10, if one is like, hmm, and 10 is, hey, I'm in prison, what does four look like, right? What does four look like? Because we start to really make bad choices, most of us at that, like that six, seven level. That's what I'm about to get in your face. Four, for me, is kind of like here. My body starts getting pain, it's twitching. I'm feeling the need to exit the room before I educate you. So you gotta know what your four looks like. Slow down. In this same space with the S, I want you to take some deep breaths, okay? With me now, in through the nose, out of the mouth. Okay, this is real. This is a real thing. Here's what's going on. When I'm getting angry, all the blood, it's all going to my head. It's, it's rushing up. My uh, the hormones, the fight or flight, is, it's all percolating. And my body is freaking out. It's like, there's a tiger. There's somebody to fight. We need to do something. And so if I will breathe, if I can get enough oxygen into my body, all these things that are poking up, the oxygen will start to suppress them. Your brain will say, hey, we wouldn't have this much oxygen if we were trying to fight somebody. We totally would not have this much oxygen if there was a tiger chasing me. We must be okay. Talk yourself down. T is for timeout. What's making me angry? You've got to ask yourself that question. And I realize it sounds stupid. Why am I angry? You're making me angry. Well, you got to be specific, okay? My three-year-old makes me angry all the time, all the time. But is it because he's about to jump off the refrigerator and I'm afraid? 
and I respond out of fear and anger? Or is it because he is taking his sweet time doing what he's doing and he's messing up my schedule? Which one of those things is it? If I can get specific, then I have something to evaluate on whether I need to act on it or not. O is for organize your thoughts. What, yeah, organize your thoughts. So what negative thoughts are escalating this thing, okay? I walk into my kitchen and it's dirty. So I'm annoyed, I'm already annoyed. Cause I'm like, pretty sure I cleaned this up like yesterday. At least two days ago, so I don't know how it could possibly be dirty again already. I'm like, whatever, start cleaning in my annoyed state. But then I go to grab some trash from the stove to put it in the trash can, and the trash can is overflowing. So much that I have to like balance this trash <laughs> on there. My thoughts, my negative thoughts start to spike. Is he trying, is he like, is this a standoff on the trash? Oh, because I'm gonna win. I can I can balance trash all day long. What is when is the last, did I do this last time? I'm pretty sure, no problem, I'll do it again. No problem, we start to tell ourselves this story that's not true, but we get so wrapped up into it. And so you have to check on those thoughts of what's escalating this thing? What story am I creating around this that's not real? You also need to evaluate, is this a mountain or a molehill? Okay, if you have little children, please hear this. Mountain or molehill? Some people look at me like, you're not going to get onto your kids for that? And I'm like, <laughs> it is 9 o'clock in the morning. We still have the rest of the day. I have to pace myself. Okay? I have, I have to pace myself, people. So, no, there is a scale. And then also, is this worth fighting for or not? There are some things absolutely worth fighting for that we're going to have a conversation about. But some things, like when Mike is making his shake ugh, in the morning, bah! I don't, I don't want to talk to you in the morning. I don't, want to, I, don't even, I don't want to be with people. I want to be by myself. And so just this extra loud every morning is super annoying. And every morning i got to have a talk with myself in my head of like, you want him to drink his protein shakes. You want him to get his gains. Walk away to the other room. Walk away. <laughs> P, plan. Once you're calm, once you are calm down, do I need to confront somebody? I need my stewards, stewards, please, confront me. Confront your spouse. Confront your kids. If you have a problem where you never go to these people that you're upset with, please learn how to do that. I would be happy to work on that with you. Get with somebody who can hold you accountable. It's so necessary because if we don't do that, then we've both got stories spinning about each other that aren't true, and it's going to spike this thing way out of proportion, please confront. Spewers, get a grip, okay? When you, when you go to confront somebody, I know we're fantastic at it. I can't wait to do it. Like, oh yeah, let me confront you. But we have to do it in a non-hostile, controlled, non-blaming way. And until you can walk into the room with that being your intention, go back and talk to Jesus about it. You're not ready. You're not ready to have that conversation. The exclamation point is for apologize and accountability. If you will start apologizing for your bad choices, especially when it comes to anger, it will really help to nip it in the bud because it is really humbling 
to apologize to people. It really is. So if you'll get real about that and start apologizing, it, I think it could really help you. And accountability is great because we can go one way, one way or the other. I will either beat myself up of like, oh, I'm not as far as I want to be, or I excuse my behavior. So we really need that accountability to keep us going. Ephesians uh, 4, 26 through 27, it offered a few more boundaries for our anger. So first it let us know that our anger was okay, but then it said, um, do not let the sun go down on your anger and don't give the devil an opportunity. So if you get mad in the morning, congratulations, because you have the rest of the day to work it out. But if you get mad on the way to bed, you might have a bit of a problem on your hands. The problem for some of us is that the sun went down on our anger 1,288 days, four hours, and 22 minutes ago. So this type of anger is deeply rooted. It says, you owe me. I've been hurt. When we... Before, before I go into it, I am not dismissing what has happened to you. I'm not dismissing any level of pain, but I am addressing this chain around your neck. When we let the sun go down on our anger repeatedly, we create a prison for ourselves that ties me to the very person or circumstance that I want to get away from. This chain ties me to that. If I don't let you go, I don't let me go. The habit we need to practice in order to release this type of anger is forgiveness. Forgiveness says, you don't owe me anymore. Forgiveness breaks the power of anger. When you make the choice to say you don't owe me, owe me anymore, you're not saying what you did was okay or that it doesn't matter, or that even really that I'm over it. It just means I'm making a choice. I'm making a choice to say, you don't owe me anymore. This is so, so difficult for us because it feels like we're losing all over again. It feels like we're giving that power away again. It feels like we're saying what you did was okay, and it gives us a, a position of weakness where anger can be seen as a power element. That's why we're quick to get angry instead of hurt because I don't want to, I don't want to be vulnerable and say, you hurt me. I want to take my power stance and say, you can't hurt me. I'm angry. But you have to go back to the hurt to let it go. I realize that it feels like losing, but losing is keeping this thing around your neck. Losing is keeping yourself connected to that person or thing. So reconciliation may not be possible. This person may be dead. You may never want to speak to them again. Reconciliation is not possible, but release is. You can have a conversation by yourself. You might need to sit down and answer these questions. What is it that's been taken from me that makes me so mad? Who do I need to forgive? What do I need to decide is not owed me anymore? 
Anchor puts a serious lid on our potential. And we have to choose. We're the only ones who get to choose to say you don't owe me anymore. You don't owe me. And then every day after that, you have to choose to not pick it back up, put it back on. It's still there. It's still there, and more is coming. I hate to be a pessimist, I really do, but more is coming. And that's why in my life it has been so important to address anger as it comes. Address it and deal with it. Address it and put it down. Address it and put it down because if you hang out with people, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt, and I have to continually make a choice to say you don't owe me anymore. This week, my colleague, I, I got to share a little bit of my testimony with her because um, my other colleague told her that my husband was a pastor, and she had some questions about that because she had a very rough upbringing in the church and dislikes a lot, that a lot of baggage with the church. So I shared a bit of my story with her. The next day, she came into my office and said, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? I said, sure. And she said, yesterday when you spoke to me and you told me that you weren't angry with God anymore and that you had forgiven your family and that you had moved past this and that you had made your peace with God, she said, your eyes lit up and you were bright and I believed you. <laughs> I believed you, she said that. And I had a rush of every emotion possible because when she said it, I kind of saw like this timeline flash by me of all the things. When she said, how'd you do it? I was like, oh, I don't even want to think about it because it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot to think about. But I was so, so grateful in that moment. I spoke to her for the next hour just about making your walk with God personal and taking everybody else's rules and opinions out of it. And I spoke to her just about my journey of forgiving people and she said, thank you so much for taking the time to have this real conversation with me today. And when she said that, I said that, that's my message right there. That is my message because I was available to have this conversation with my colleague because of years, years of practice and change behaviors and choice after choice after choice to let anger go. I have not arrived by any means. Please do not hear me saying that. I am not where I want to be, but I am not where I was. And I take step after step. Sometimes I can just go back and want to hit somebody in the face with a dodgeball again. I get pushed back all the time. But choice after choice is what put me in that position to make that conversation. And, and, it, and it flashed before my eyes just even the most recent drama and anger and things that I, I just didn't want to do this anymore. I don't want to hang out with people anymore. I don't want to get hurt anymore. And I got mad and yelled at God and worked it out. And he was like, go or stay, the choice is yours, but I have work for you to do. I chose. You don't owe me anymore. They don't owe me anymore. So my message for you today is I need you. Your family needs you. Your coworkers need you. Los Alamos needs you to get better.
best news I know is that God is available to help us get better because anger puts a lid on our potential. The other great news I know is that is that we deserve God's anger. We, we have all fallen short. We all have sin in our lives. We've all blown it. And our sin separates us from God. But God, in his grace and his slowness to anger, sent us Jesus. He sent us away. He sent us mercy. And as a result of that, our lives are changed. And those changed lives have the opportunity to extend that same grace that has been poured into our lives, into the lives around us, to set the people around us free. Let me pray for you. Thank you again for listening to the podcast at Freedom Church in Los Alamos. A few next steps that you can take coming out of this. One is head to our website and let us know just exactly how we can help you take your next step. Also, if we have had a positive impact in your life or in your family and you want to partner with us financially, you can go to our website and click give. That will get the message out so we can impact more people through this ministry. And finally, click the subscribe button. That way you know you get the latest content from the podcast as well as rate it, review it. That will help get the message out to others. Hope you have a a wonderful week. Thanks again for listening.